Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I talked about debt collectors before, and there's a whole lot of stuff happening in the field of debt collection. Uh, so if you owe somebody money legitimately, and they send a debt collector after you, uh, there are certain laws that protect you, and they've got to do certain things and not do other things while trying to collect that debt from you if they're a third-party debt collector. However, sometimes uh, people will sell the debts and say, uh, I'm sick of chasing this guy. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And somebody else then owns the debt, and they can chase you for the debt. And there's laws they have to follow as well. And I know two or three attorneys who specialize in handling these cases. And just like when I tell people I do lemon law for a living, people go, there's enough cases of lemon law to have an entire practice based on that? Yes, there is. There's enough debt collection cases out there to keep someone busy in a debt collection practice? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And so I actually know, like I said, a couple of attorneys who handle these cases. And uh, this is the kind of thing, the story I'm going to tell you right now, that happens where you go, whoa, okay, I understand this now. An Oregon man was sued over a debt he didn't owe. He didn't owe the money. And someone's chasing him going, you got to pay us this debt. And he's like, it's not my debt. They go, we don't, we, don't, we don't believe you. Pay us. So the judge dismissed the case and ordered the debt collector to pay him $19,000. Now, you might say, Steve, $19,000, that's a lot of money for them to pay him. Maybe that'll teach him a lesson. N- no. It turns out they make so much money chasing these bad debts that $19,000 is a drop in the bucket. They will not change their behavior based on this, trust me. So this company in question here has filed more than 2,700 debt collection and debt buyer lawsuits in Oregon in the last year. 2,700 in one state. This company just does this. So Michael Burns had never heard of the company before. But after weeks of stress and a legal runaround, the Hillsborough man has become all too familiar with the debt collector. He said they decided I was the bad person, so they came after me. The trouble started back in September when LVNV Funding filed a lawsuit against him in uh, the local court. The debt collection company claimed he owed $1,000 in change to Credit One Bank, but This man has never dealt with that bank. The Credit One Bank invoice from 2018 included court documents listed a southeast Portland address for this man. And this man tells KGW, I've never lived there. So so they, they might have a valid debt for somebody else. But the point is that they list an address that's not his. He's never lived there. So it sounds like a mistake was made. So... They responded by calling LVNV Funding. The company asked for the last four digits of his social security number. Those numbers didn't match. Okay? And at that point, the company knows, oh, we screwed up. So then they said, we've got the wrong person. And he actually thought, well, that that should resolve it. They've admitted they've got the wrong person. That didn't solve the problem. Three months later, they moved the case from one county to another county. So they decided that, well, even though we've got the wrong person, we'll move the lawsuit to the county where this guy lives because we talked to him, even though he's the wrong person. And he said, you get sick to the stomach because there's nothing you can do. He reached out to the Oregon State Bar for help and was referred to several lawyers, including a Portland attorney named Michael Fuller, who agreed to represent Burns and not charge him for it. And he said, we've sued this company multiple times over the years. 
they buy junk debt. They don't know much about what they buy. They hire lawyers to go collect on the junk debt. And so what they do here is let's, let's suppose that you legitimately had a credit card. You put $1,000 in a credit card and you decided, I'm not going to pay it. Not going to pay it. Then you move a couple times and you start dodging uh, debt collectors and process servers and op- you might not even open your mail and, 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 you, and you fall off the grid. The credit card company will eventually quit trying to collect the debt themselves and they'll sell it to somebody. Well, once it gets sold, it can get resold. And the older it becomes, it becomes worth less because number one, there's a chance that you're not collectible. Number two, there's a statute of limitations on a debt collections action. And so if they wait too long, it becomes worthless. It will literally go to zero. So it gets sold down the line and everyone knows it's worth less and less, but But the people who buy it go, but we have to act before it expires with statute of limitations. And so there are companies out there that have bought the debt and it's been bought and resold five or six times. And quite often, all they get is a list with line items, person's name, the amount of the debt, and the original person they owed the debt to. That's sometimes all they get, and maybe a social security number, but they don't get a lot of information about anything else. And so there's a chance, and I'm willing to bet money, that there's a guy named Michael Burns who is the one they're looking for. It's just not this Michael Burns. I'm not the Michael Burns you're looking for. So the attorney encouraged Burns here to respond to them in writing because that's the thing. When they admit to you over the phone, we've got the wrong person. That's not enough. That'll help you, but it's not enough. You need to write to them, in, you know, put it in writing, and send it to them to identify that you know, you're the wrong person And once you put that in writing and send it to him, it triggers a bunch of other legal issues. So he said, this is not my debt, and they never got back to me. A judge dismissed the case in June and ordered LVNV to pay $19,000 in legal expenses. And he says, uh, this is the guy speaking, you've got to push back. You've got to call them. You've got to write to them. LVNV funding did not respond to KGW's request for comment because they're too busy collecting debt from other people. The company filed more than 2,700 debt collection and debt buyer lawsuits in Oregon last year, second only to another debt collector who filed 3,800. In July, a KGW investigation highlighted how LVNV funding also sued a woman in West Lynn for a debt she claims she doesn't owe. Uh, Meanwhile, um, this attorney filed a lawsuit against LVNV funding in federal court on behalf of this man, claiming the company violated the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. This debt collector has been in hot water for years for its sloppy practices, suing the wrong person, suing on debts that are not owed, threatening to collect on debts that are not collected. And so a lot of the things that they do allegedly violate federal statutes on fair debt collection. And I'm going to let you know right now, a good friend of mine named Brian Parker is an attorney uh, he's licensed in Michigan and Florida, and he shoots videos and puts them up on YouTube. And he spends a lot of time talking about debt collection. And what's funny is I'm pretty certain recently he put up a video about LVNV funding. Because if you are a person who handles debt collection cases, you become very familiar with them because they're a big player in this field in that they do two things. They chase a lot of debt, and they chase a lot of the wrong people. Allegedly. <laughs> 
So uh, I'm going to put a link to his uh, video on that in the description below here, and he can thank me for that later. Uh, but this is something that blows my mind. Uh, I've got a couple friends. My friend Adam Alexander also does debt collection cases here in Michigan. And the stories he tells me are, are mind-blowing because most people think, well, you know, you don't pay your credit card bill and you go into default, and next thing you know, they sell your debt, and then they're hounding you for that. No, that's not the cases these guys handle. These guys handle the cases where there's somebody going about their business and all of a sudden they get sued. And they're going, why am I being sued by LVNV Fund? Who is this? And when they figure it out, they go, oh, you're chasing the wrong person. This isn't me. And they've got 2,700 other pending cases in just that state. How much time do you think they spent preparing your case? And how much time will they spend on it? And what they're really hoping is they're hoping to get one of two things. Either that you'll roll over and just go, fine, it's not worth it for me to fight this over $1,000. Or they're hoping you'll default. And if they default and they get a judgment against you, now they can try collecting on a judgment, which is a little easier for them because they can do more draconian things to you to get the money, such as garnish your wages and your bank account and things like that. So uh, this man here, however, it ended well for him because, and again, I want to make sure this is very clear, they came after him for a debt he did not owe. And he did what his attorney told him to do with respect to the notices to send and so on. And then his attorney sued this funding company, uh, this debt collection company, in federal court, and they won. And now... The debt collector is paying them. So, again, a story with a happy ending. <laughs> Ed, thanks for sending it from KGW.com. An Oregon man was sued over a debt he did not owe. The judge dismissed the case and ordered the debt collector to pay them $19,000. I'm going to get some grief, a limited amount, but some grief, from people for wearing an Ohio State shirt. As you might know, I am in Michigan, and I am a University of Michigan fan. I'm simply going to point out, for those of you who are curious, this will be the last time I wear this shirt this year. I am a fan of higher education, so I'll wear a shirt from a school if someone sends it in to me, double XL. However, Michigan and Ohio State are mortal enemies, uh, and they will be playing football this fall. And so between now and then, I really can't wear the Ohio State shirt, and I'm sure you understand why. <laughs> I will unretire it after the game. Depends on how the game goes as to how long it'll take me to unretire it. But <laughs> I am wearing it simply in honor of the fact that it is an institution of higher education. And I am, in fact, a big proponent of higher education. So there you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Those will talk to you later. Bye bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. An economist is an expert who will know tomorrow why the things he predicted yesterday didn't happen today.